Hey guys, welcome to Geek Out. This is our weekly show where we sit down and we geek out about um, hot topics in nerd culture, such as anything to do with movies, video games, or just anything, you know, we really like to talk about. I'm Steve. I'm Jason. I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And we're going to sit down now for the next little bit and we're going to geek out about a few topics that have uh, sparked our interest this week. And uh, yeah, guys, what's been going on this week? There's been tons of stuff going on this week, uh, a lot of stuff, you know, even recently. So, uh, actually, quite a Mike, bit. before you before you start, man, I don't want to cut you off. Actually, I uh, I do just want to just quickly start the show off on a sad note. Unfortunately, uh, we lost a great man this week. Uh, oh yeah, Wes Craven. Uh, yep. Unfortunately, we lost him. Um, unbelievable guy. And before we just get into nerd culture, obviously, I know that he kind of p- played the portrayal of the uh, the master, the, the king of horror films. So I just wanted to say rest in peace. And, uh, you know, we lost a good one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Wes Craven was uh, was a critical part of 90s and 80s culture with, uh, with the Nightmare series, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. that was the, the movie that you tried to sneak and watch, right? Um, and then further into my teens when the Scream series came out. I mean, just an amazing series that kind of was poking fun at itself, right? Kind of poking fun at what happened in the 80s with these horror movies at the same time as being a horror movie. It was really, uh, you know, a big blow to the, uh, to the horror movie industry, which, you know, is, is still going strong these days because of movies like that. So Absolutely. Definitely, he definitely, definitely, set the, he definitely yeah. raised the bar for sure. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Thanks for bringing that up to... Chris and uh, like Chris said, you know, rest in peace to a uh, to a horror icon. I know a lot of my friends are pretty sad because a lot of I just horror fans in general. I hope he's up there having a drink with Leonard Lee, Leonard Nimoy as we speak. That's right. Two oh big, yeah, two big man. losses this right. year. Don't forget Robin Williams. Anyways, carry What's, on, guys. Mike, uh, go go to it. So buddy. basically, uh, what I'm just going to bring up really quickly is uh, a bit of Apple news coming out of Apple. Uh, obviously, we're getting to that time of year. I know, Chris, this is a big uh, favorite topic, and Steve as well. Jason, I'm sorry. You can just sit quietly as we speak. Don't worry. You'll oh, get your no. Google news later, Jason. You'll Please get your just Google sit quietly. We, we, got we, something, we got something coming up for Jason. Yeah. No yeah. So Apple uh, announced that they're finally going to be refreshing the Apple TV, which... Uh, I mean, for anybody out there who owns an Apple TV or has owned uh, one of the previous iterations of the Apple TV, uh, Chris Dobson, I mean, that's not surprising whatsoever. Um, I have an Apple TV. It's a great device. It's how I primarily rent my movies on demand. Uh, I love using it to listen to music when I'm having a house party and things like that. It's a great device and and no better uh, option in my mind uh, for streaming YouTube and Netflix. It's it's simply got the best interface when it comes to stuff like that uh, with a, a grid-style layout. Now, Apple announced what's really surprising uh, about the Apple TV is how inexpensive it is. It's 109 Canadian. I think it's like 99 or even less in the U.S. right now. Uh, they announced this new Apple TV is going to be in the range of 150 to 200 U.S. dollars. Yep. And immediately bells went off in my head saying, you know what? The one thing you can't do on Apple TV, which is ironic for an Apple device, is access the App Store. More particularly, all of those amazing free games that take up so much of my time on my iPhone. And I have a very strong hunch and have been reading online that uh, there's a pretty big possibility that Apple is going to be including access to at least the gaming section of the App Store uh, and allowing you to purchase those $0.99, $1.29 games um, 
And they are including a new remote that uses their new force touch technology, which to me just screams, this could be Apple's foray into a serious casual gaming device. Well, there's which, rumors too that they're yeah. talking about uh, like peripheral editions down the road as yes, well. Like, I mean, yeah. so it, it, it's yeah, really big Bluetooth support. And uh, listen, Apple has the developers; they have them all, oh, and God, those yes. uh, and they have a library. If they make it compatible with even half of the games that are in the App Store, I mean, you'll never see a gaming machine launch with so much, so many titles, ever. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. It'll be interesting they, they, to see, considering uh, how spectacularly i think android has failed to get into the gaming market with like the nvidia shield or the oya or any of that stuff has just not worked out well for them and that could be just because like google hasn't developed like their own dedicated android thing but i mean think too about like nintendo's entry into smartphone gaming yes actually today jason there's a little fun fact uh, Nintendo launched one of their first games today, uh, Pokemon, uh, one of the Pokemon games. I don't know if this Jason's, Jason's probably already beat it. Yeah, Jason, yeah. I know yeah. you collected them Clearly. all, but yeah. uh, anyway, so yeah, that uh, that game came out today on iOS and Android. So uh, yeah, Nintendo's definitely making inroads, and we'll see. It would be really interesting to see like partnerships start to form. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle content from prime de- like developers like Nintendo and EA and those companies. But all that being said, I'm just hoping to play some Angry Birds on my 55-inch TV. That's really- <laughs> Forget Angry Birds, man. How badass is Infinity Blade 3 going to look on your television? Oh, oh my like, god, right? man, like I it's going to be epic, well, right? There definitely is like there to that point there you've always been able to like mirror your screen from an iPad over to an Apple TV. It's had some lag issues and control issues and things like that. So hopefully Apple's been taking their sweet time, and they have because this Apple TV hasn't been updated in about five years. So uh, it'll be interesting. You got to remember, too, obviously, by bringing in an app store and the ability to do this, there's going to be flash memory on this thing. There's going to be storage on it. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. regardless to how big that's going to be, but there is going to be some storage. There's going to be some, those. but I think I think we're going to see streaming content, and I think with the uh, advent of things like iCloud and that type of online storage, Apple has already really blazed a trail when it comes to Agreed. that type of thing. Well, they already have a controller pretty much in everybody's house right now, and that's the iPhone. And there's been rumors for years now that there was going to be some type of connection between the Apple TV and the iPhone in terms of maybe like a maybe like a Bluetooth controller application that would that would be downloaded onto the um, to the the device, and then you can control it through Bluetooth. But uh, I'm pretty excited about this because, like you said, um, Chris, I'm friggin' stoked to play Infinity Blade on my TV. Well, they and, already have the Bluetooth remote app for your phone to run your Apple TV as it is anyway. So you're right, Steve. I mean, it's just oh, yeah. it's it's just a matter of tweaking some stuff because you know it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And and like you said, Mike, this is a like, this is a very lucrative move if Apple does this because I mean, Apple is there's just no contender for the casual games out there. Maybe the DS, no. but it's two different platforms. Completely. For for a device that's in everybody's pocket day in and day out, there's absolutely no contender to the App Store. I, I, th- I think the problem, too, is there's a severe lack of... I want to say, it, like, I'll probably take some flack for this, but I think there's a lack of a, a lot of... of uh, really good gaming content on mobile devices like i don't know about you guys 
I don't mind playing gas- casual games sometimes on my phone, but like the controller or the phone is like a, a shit device to to play it. Like I can't All play emulators on, on my phone or anything yeah. like that. You know what like, I mean? Yeah, exactly. If you're talking mainstream style games, and I tend to agree completely, even uh, like arcade style games, some of them can get away with uh, a definite mobile style, you know, gaming. But uh, games like some of those, some of these runners that have come out, you know, the the first ones are kind of like, ah, eh, you know, whatever. But some of them have become actually really amazing. Like, like the one that comes to my mind is the uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog runner from Sega. It plays like a Sonic the Hedgehog game should play. Mm-hmm. In fact, it plays better than most of the freaking Sonic the Hedgehog games that have come out in the last 10 years. So I think those games will translate really well to the big screen. Well, I want to say well, this too. With the addition of Game Center as well, how great would it be if, you know, as an example, you're on your phone, you run to the shitter, you've got your phone with you, you're in the middle of playing Sonic the Hedgehog, Mike, uh, when the game is over. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's the truth. And then when that's done, how sweet would it be to be able to walk back to your living room and possibly pick up where you left off? Yeah, kind of like, I mean, kind of like exactly what PlayStation what does with the Vita. Yeah, I, I feel like you've touched on the most important aspect of this: the people that play games while they take a shit. They're the ones <laughs> that they're <laughs> really going to pass the Sonic. It's a problem, especially Sonic. Anyway, that's, listen. That's, either way, looking forward to that yeah, event. I'm waiting yeah, for the announcement. Absolutely. I can't wait for that Apple Apple. Chris, event. I think you had some extra Apple stuff you'd like to touch on, didn't you? Well, it's it's actually it's it's not that. I mean, obviously, you're going to get your big releases, right? So everybody who's been waiting and not using demo versions of things like iOS nine, um, it's going to be launched to the general public. Um, also, Alcat. Uh, Happy 10 comes out. Uh, I have run both. Obviously, I'm still running the uh, the, the, the developer version of uh, iOS 9 now on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not had any problems with my iPhone 6 running it. I mean, mm-hmm. beta 1 was a little shady at best, just like any other uh, iOS beta I've run for the last three or four now. Batteries complete shit on it. Uh, but now, honestly, it runs flawlessly, and, and I can't wait so that everybody gets a chance to experience this. So what's really interesting about what you just said and what kind of piques my interest about Apple is that they're lining themselves up for a very strong uh, end-of-year kind of quarter, you know, along with their natural release of, uh, of iDevice, you know, uh, Maybe we'll see a new iPod this year. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's dead. Well, they just relaunched the new iPod like a month or two ago. Yeah, they sort of did. But there's there's big, you know, obviously their main focus lately has been what I'm talking about relaunching iPod. I mean, like, are we going to get it used to be that they would release the iPod touch was essentially an iPhone without the phone. That's exactly what it and, was. And uh, we haven't seen a large screen version we haven't seen. Are they going to do something like that? It'd be interesting, especially if they release this this gaming console. Shall we call well, it? Well, we haven't I, even touched on too quickly is the fact that obviously, I mean, the big announcement, obviously, the iPhone 6s and then the 6s Plus. I mean, those are going to be released. Uh, a lot of their specs, obviously, and I'm not going to get into it. I mean, it, they're all over the internet right now. Yeah, uh, and that's yeah. the problem with Apple and their events now. Although I'm starting to think that this is a scam, and they do it every time. Do you, do you remember yeah. the days when they could keep a secret? Do you remember? Yeah. Those days? Remember how solid their secrets used to stay? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's pretty amazing. Back but, when they'd threaten people's lives if they'd leak. Yeah, I can remember <laughs> it quite highly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Apple looks like they're going to have a strong, uh, you know, at least in terms of release. 
uh, of product and uh, software. So here's hoping that we have a, a new well, entry. What's going to be interesting is that literally last week their stock was down to the lowest it's ever been too, right? For those people playing the market. I mean, yeah. again, it's, it's a matter of time. And of course, Tim Cook took a little heat there for a conversation he may have, for an email he may have sent to a reporter um, regarding some stuff over in China. But either way, bottom line is, is that the stock's not going to stay down long. I mean, they're about to, especially if this, if the information that we keep hearing over the internet is accurate, Apple stock's probably going to fly through the roof here shortly. When has the internet ever lied, right? It doesn't lie. Ever. It doesn't. (laughs) It's actually part of, it just has to be facts. Moving on to a bit of news that, uh, since we're kind of in the whole mobile um, state uh, section here right now, we're talking about iOS. Um, One thing that I'm kind of excited about now, this is all based on, what kind of designs they come into later on in the future, but uh, Android Wear is available on iOS. Now, that's not, for anybody watching, that is not the Samsung Gear. This is Android Wear, so this is like the LG, the Huawei, the Motorola. other shitty, yeah, Motorola. stupid looking... Probably the biggest one, and Motorola, yeah. to their credit, um, you know, has had some pretty nice designs, uh, maybe not functionally, but in terms of uh, look and style. Did yeah. you know that uh, here in Canada, you can only purchase right now one Android Wear device, and that's the one by LG. All the other ones you can't get your hands on anymore. Which, they also uh, told me I couldn't get my hands on an Apple Watch in Canada, and well. <laughs> okay. But, but you didn't, Chris. You didn't get it <laughs> in Canada. One thing to, one thing to mention. Fair. One, one thing to mention is that uh, anybody who is planning to use or to utilize this with uh, like an LG watch or a Motorola watch or whatever the hell you, you're going to have on your wrist, um, it's not obviously going to have the same like ingrained functionality that an Apple watch would have, obviously. It is going to have a lot of the same functions such as you know, you're going to be able to get your notifications on it, you're going to be able to still do some health stuff on it. It is only first-party apps that are going to be available on Android Wear from, like, that are, that are going to be compatible with the devices. Uh, third-party apps are not available. So like your Google uh, Hangouts and stuff, Steve? Is that... Go- Google Hangouts, e, yeah. uh, Gmail, anything first party from Google is only going to are going to be the apps that are going to work with the Android Wear. Makes sense. And though, things really. like health and, and stuff like that are still going to work. But n- unlike with other devices like the Samsung Gear and the iPhone, uh, there's no third party apps that are going to be available to be used on Android Wear. But you'll still be able to customize the faces and things like that. Um, What's my the only- cost of these watches? They're they're a little bit more cost effective than some of the other watches that are out there, but they're still you know they're still in, pricey, Chris. They're I still mean, around the two fifty, two fifty. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think if you're an Apple user and you're looking for a smartwatch and you're not looking at the Apple Watch, like there's something wrong in your head. So, yeah. if you're an Android user, this I mean, this is old news to you, and uh, you guys are on to the tenth generation of Android watches already. So, yeah. you know, uh, it's interesting to see Samsung with their new. Uh, some of their new round face watches that are uh, coming out. I don't some know of them if are you sharp. Guys, yeah, they've been photos leaking all over the place. And uh, anyway, I mean, quickly before we switch on to the subject, I'm going to ask you guys. I mean, I know Jason, you've made it uh, very pretty apparent in one of our articles that you wrote on the website months ago. I mean, what's your guys' take on smartwatches? Um, I mean, what are your thoughts? Do you like them? I think personally, um, I could see me using an Apple Watch. Like I use my iPhone. For primarily for work purposes and uh, I receive tons and tons and tons of notifications and just the act of taking my phone out of my pocket uh, unlocking it to see what that notification was uh, in the business that I'm in uh, is really 
not an easy thing to do. And if I had it on my wrist, I would just be able to simply glance down at my wrist and see if it's something important, I could deal with it. If it's not, I can put it off. And uh, plus, I'd be able to send you little heart shaped things to your That's wrist. What it'd be all Chris. about, man. I would it just would draw be, you flowers yeah. all day. I know, day. all day long. All day. Happy faces and other things. I'd probably send you a couple doc photos. Yeah. Oh, my, my argument to this just before J we let Jason loose onto this um, was uh, at recently I had sat down and me and you Chris actually talked about it uh, I recently sat down and debated the cost of actually getting a smartwatch um, I decided to go with a G-Shock watch because it just it's it's tougher. It's better. You can get these where they do have Bluetooth notifications. And in case you're watching, G uh, G Shock, uh, send Steve a check. Go ahead. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. But I I just look at it. if you're someone who is rough with their watches like me, um, it's it, you definitely don't want to invest a lot of money. What are into... you doing with watches? Like I don't. Understand. I I wear this everywhere. So like if I'm if I'm like like recently like I've been I've been clearing out a lot of my things um in in the house that I'm living in and uh so like moving stuff back and forth you know this gets beat up around you know it gets you know sure. might be pinned up against a wall or something like that and I don't want to spend 4 or 500 dollars on a watch that is probably going to that's probably going to be destroyed like this thing can take a beating so until watches get a little bit more in the range where I like when you go to a watch store you have watches there for everybody until it gets to that point, I think smartwatches are kind of a gimmick. I'm kind of on I'm kind of on Jason's side when it comes to smartwatches because I don't think they're there yet. Also, they were still require this. And yeah. that's, that's that's my biggest complaint about a smartwatch. Like you need a phone to run it. Yeah. Which oh, is but, but that's crazy. a bullshit excuse. Yeah, that you I have mean, a you, phone. your phone's like in your you fucking pocket anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like but you if have I, a phone. Okay, I have a phone. Why do I need another five hundred dollar device that does the exact same thing Convenience. that my phone does? I'm just I'm just gonna chime in because I own a smartwatch. Um and, and I've made it very clear and internets you need to know I bought this watch originally strictly for cosmetic purposes. Unfortunately, I'm that <laughs> asshole. It came in a fucking sweet box. Uh, it had an Apple logo on it. I mean, I don't think it's a secret. Everybody out there who knows me knows I have shiny box syndrome. If it's all shiny and in things, a box, I buy it. All the best things come in a sweet, shiny box, um, buddy. But ultimately, I can tell you guys, realistically, I use this watch every day. Yeah. It, and it, it is used like small things. Like you said, Mike, yeah. I mean, and Chris and I have talked about this. Like I said to him, is it worth it? And at first, the first time I asked you that you said, you know, I'm not sure. And then I saw you. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I asked him again later and uh, the answer was totally like, and I started to see it while I was just chatting with you. You were able to just glance at your wrist and you're like, oh, it's nothing big. Don't worry. Like my email, like yeah. the only glances, like I can tell you right now, uh, my work, uh, I have my work email set up as a glance. So if my work emails me, I look over, it actually shows up on my watch. Now, that being said, I can't reply to an email yet, but that fix is coming with watch OS in the fall, uh, which is actually also going to be announced in a couple weeks, in a couple days. See, I find this is a problem too with the watch market is that they... Like like we said, they're they're just not there yet, and I wonder if it's going to be very much like tablets, which are kind of you know slowly going the way of the so of the downward spiral. I think actually, Jason, I think what we're we're waiting to see is that tech companies are making smart watches, but watch companies are playing the catch up to what Agreed. like they're yeah. the ones who make Nailed the quality it. product. And it's interesting to note, uh, Fossil just announced their first smartwatch, which. Uh, 
you know, once you start to see those high caliber brands, mass market high caliber brands, start to adopt these uh, types of interfaces and technology uh, that allows you to get more out of your watch than just simply the time and the date, you yeah. know, like I, as soon as you start to see that, I think you're going to see a convergence happen. And uh, that's it's just we're I, early, right? I think I think a lot of I think there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen too. Like you know, I think battery technology probably needs to be a little bit better, which will probably come with time. Um, I will say this: fingers up. No, no, I'm just telling you honestly because that was my biggest concern buying this watch. Was I read the reviews? Battery on it was shit. I can tell you, I do. I charge my I charge my watch every night on my nightstand with my phone. Um, by the time I go to bed at night to plug my phone back in and plug my watch back in. It's usually about 10, 30, 11 o'clock my time. Uh, and there's still about 37 to 40% left on my watch battery for the day. Yeah, that's good. And quite frankly, you don't, like when you're not looking at your watch, it's not on, right? No, it's basically sleeping or whatever. And it, and the sensors on it, I, I love that. You lift it up to your face and it turns on. Yeah. I think, What's your take, Steve? I know we keep cutting you off there, buddy. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. I, I'm, I, I like the point that Mike made up that... Um, the watch companies actually need to get into this because like and i lo- I, I love this watch like i just love this, this best watch I've ever we, owned. we can tell casio um is the one that makes the g-shock and i mean they are known around the world as being some of the toughest watches out there i mean calculator this is, watch but yes calculator yeah like watch. casio's, casio's <laughs> been around casio's been around for years so i mean when when a company like that gets into the game, you know they they know that they're going to want to appeal to the customers like myself who want a tough watch. Yep. So, and I mean it is a big watch, but it's a tough watch. So I mean when these companies actually get on the ball, they start bringing out the, these watches, and uh, and then then they go maybe the way of uh, like what Samsung's doing with its Gear S, which actually is bringing in a um, a SIM card slot into the actual. Um, device you know that's when i think smartwatches are going to get into um a little bit of uh, a more i guess around around where a, more people are going to want them yeah. because honestly i'm not going to be able to They'll get a watch that is going to be able to that the screen is just going to shatter the first time i yeah. rub it up against a the wall there'll come a time when that convergence happens between watchmakers and technology companies and I, I'm willing to bet that soon one of the big companies gets in bed with one of the other big watch companies. Guaranteed. And there it is. And it's going to be, that's going to be it. It's, that'll be all it wrote. And I bet you, I'm willing to bet that Apple's willing to put somebody's name on their watch. Probably. Oh, right? Beats by watch. That's right. If they're willing to own Beats, they're willing to own other think, brands too. I, th- I think what's interesting is that, like, if you looked at the numbers for smartphone watches before Apple jumped in the game, they weren't very up there. Like, not everybody was buying right. them. And I think it's kind of interesting that Apple has also been dodging answering the question of how many have we sold? How many have we actually put out to customers? They keep saying it's good, but, I mean, that's, you know, the Well, it's Apple. good enough that Best Buy is officially putting them in every location Best Buy sells. So, I mean, yeah. things they've, they've that's just have to be that's, popular. That's probably just because they have stock to put out outside of Apple now at this point. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know, let us know what watch you're wearing. And if you think smartwatches are great, you know, down in the comments below. And if you have an Apple watch, send me your heartbeat. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> guys Chris gets to use his watch finally. <laughs> guys, let us know, you know, if you if you like this, but we're uh, going to move on to uh some gaming news. Um PAX happened this week. PAX happened this week. Um really interesting and and basically it's the uh it's the fan 
uh, get-together. It's the Comic-Con, Comic-Con of uh, gaming. It's uh, indie game lovers unite. It's E3 and, uh, without all the corporate bullshit. That's true. Yeah. It's <laughs> it really is. It really is. And I think that's what the intent was for this, uh, this gaming uh, event. And this was PAX Prime, which happens over in Seattle uh, in the summer. And then we also uh, have the really big show uh, in, I think it's late March, that they do it in Boston uh, with PAX East, which is also now, uh, boys, they're pushing, I think they're five years old now. So it's interesting to see how much has taken off. And uh, just fun fact, they're, they've had a couple of other PAXs now, so they're doing PAX South uh, down in uh, Austin, Texas, which should be interesting. And uh, they're going to be doing PAX uh, in Australia somewhere too. I, I don't know too much about that one, but uh, it seems to be fans of gaming are finally realizing, hey, we don't need some big you know, corporate media you know, it kind of cuts all the crap out and just Here's the games. They're early, but we know your fans. You know you're going to love them. Check them out. Yeah. And it just builds that. It's like a grassroots hype machine, and it really has taken off big time. You don't get that really bad script that they do. Yes, right. But do you remember when Ubisoft, E3 used to, be, used to be what PAX is now? E3 used to be all about the fans yeah. way it, back it, it when. It had some years of fans. I don't think that ever really worked so well for them, and I'm kind of no. glad they went back to the corporate style because they seem to do that better than, yeah. uh, than you know, in PAX. Uh, they're not opposed to things like a big room full of gaming rigs that you can play games on. Like they, yeah. you know, they do it for the fans. It's like I said, it's like comic con. It's like any of your big comic con type events, but it's really focused on the gaming and there's actually music. There it was one of the prime focuses for it as well. But uh, this year there was some pretty cool stuff guys that was showing off. Uh, you know, I'm more of an indie game fan. So I, I only have a couple to talk about, you know, Nintendo pulled off a big indie gaming event, which is pretty kudos for them to, uh, really dive in. Um, and Xbox actually had a pretty decent uh, indie uh, event as well. The The one that I'm most excited for, I think, and I saw this back at E3 or maybe even just a little bit before E3, was Cuphead. Um, it's it's this, it looks like a rail shooter type or side-scrolling shooter. Um, wasn't really sure what it was to begin with, really. And I guess I'm still not 100% because every time I see it, it seems just a little bit different than the time before. So, um, but it kind of looks like, I don't know, when I was a kid, I'd wake up early Saturday morning and those cartoons that were on at six o'clock in the morning, they're like from 1952 and uh, just a little freaky looking. Uh, it looks just like that. And yeah. it, it looks awesome. I mean, it's a very unique looking game, uh, completely 100% original look. I've no, I don't think I've ever seen a game that looks like it before. So I'm really pumped to see that one come out. I don't know about you guys, what you guys saw. Well, the first thing I'm going to bring up is obviously when you say something good, I'm going to bring up something that I don't like. Um, for some people who don't own one already, it's great. Obviously, Microsoft announced their Xbox One uh, Elite bundle. Um, yes. And I mean, we're, we're all, we're, we all own an Xbox One. Um, they're putting in a one terabyte solid state drive. So here's a big fuck you. Uh, it's, a, it's a hybrid drive, not not quite full. Yeah, yeah not sorry, fully, I apologize. But it has memory on it. There you go. I don't give a flying fuck what they call it. Either way, <laughs> first of all, they're coming in with a one terabyte dri hybrid drive. Um, and obviously they're coming with the with, with the Elite remote that comes with it, which standalone by itself is 150 bucks to buy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't Very know what, customizable, though. Plus, that, that controller plus, is kind of crazy. crazy. 
it boots 20% faster and resumes 20% faster. Which, well, I'll tell you right now, the games, every game I yeah. have is installed on an external drive on my USB 3.0 drive that I have plugged into my X1. And I can tell you right now, it runs faster than it did off the main drive from yeah, the Xbox well, One anyway. The so. drive is one of the worst parts about the Xbox One. You know, you know why it runs so slow? It's a SATA 2 connector. It's yeah, a SATA it, 2 port on the internal drive, which yeah. is crazy. I hooked up a 2 terabyte USB 3.0 drive to my X1. And I can tell you, it runs smooth, it runs fast, and, I, and I'm okay with it. But to spend four ninety nine on a new Xbox One Elite yeah. bundle, which comes with that controller that's 150 on its own, Steve, I think you said it best earlier in the week when you were like, you know, fuck Microsoft for making it this way. How come they couldn't do this right from the beginning, basically? It's a a big, 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 big piss off of mine in gaming right now because, I mean, we all love gaming and I fuck it. And uh, sorry, guys, I'm just this is just something I'm passionate about because I hate it when people try to rip other people off. But this is just a fucking bullshit move that the companies are still doing and i'm telling you right now xbox if anybody from xbox is listening sony has it up has a one up on you with me when it comes to in terms of storage customability right because they allow you without voiding the warranty to take the drive out of the playstation which let me just bring this back to a little topic we had before you could do that on the xbox 360 you could do so, that on the Xbox 360. So somebody explain to me what the hell happened this time around with the Xbox it is just, One. It's just the, like the Xbox Elite, not necess- not the controller, because um, I'll give the controller. You know, the controller is definitely for the hardcore fans and people like Jason Howie who get pissed off with that little second delay when they're trying to if, move Batman no, but around. For the Jason, all they need to do is give Batman <laughs> an extra grappling hook with a button in the back, and Howie's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, no, cool. I can justify that. That makes sense." This is the system that <laughs> should have. This is the Xbox One that should have been released. Yeah, Here, it should have been. He, here's the thing, though. I don't know why you're so butthurt about it because they do this. Like, yeah, it's when not you're, a surprise. When, yeah. when you're an early adopter of a product, I mean, and I'll say this: Sony may have removable storage, but both of them only have a 500 gig drive when you True. buy it straight out of the yeah. gate, which is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yes, they, they should have went terabyte out of the box. Yes, but Jason, here's the thing. In order for me to upgrade the internal drive on my Xbox, I have to go spend five hundred dollars in order for me to do it on my five hundred dollars PlayStation. Does it really matter? Just go buy an external drive. Yeah, external's running just as smooth. Uh, I agree. And the only other thing I would say is that Sony also announced a terabyte uh, PlayStation Four. So let's not get too overly. Microsoft has two terabyte Xboxes now. They have the standard model, which is already out. That you can yeah. buy with a terabyte drive. Agreed. Right. With a this terabyte one SATA is two a, connector, and this one is a terabyte drive with with the solid state hybrid component. But you got to remember too. Remember when these consoles launched, boys? The the piss off back then was is that the Xbox was a hundred dollars more expensive than the PS4 was yeah. at launch. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, so it was more expensive then. And I mean, you're gonna get your PS4 versus your Xbox One conversation. So I don't want to get into that because no, no. we know how we stand. But ultimately, you look at the cost. So yeah, it's not a shocker that Microsoft's going to do this. Um, there were some heavy rumors that Microsoft was going to launch an Xbox One Slim, which I believe they crushed. Um, yeah, Phil Spencer came out and yeah. was like, nope. Not a chance. But ultimately, <laughs> oh. I just don't think anybody should be overly surprised. Man. Plus, it's, it's the holiday. This is when they're going to announce like bundles. Of course, like, yeah. And this is the thing. I mean, it's been two years, boys, since they released the original Xbox. Yeah. One day, one edition. I was there. Fuck, that makes me feel old. And uh, you know, basically, we have a refresh happening. It happened. It happened 
what three times yep. four times with the uh oh god more than that even I'd with the xbox no, no, for sure well they had the elite edition which which came remember the xbox 360 didn't have an hdmi port on it when it first launched Agreed. it was nope. component only so um so they had the revi- revision to the original one, and then they revised it again to the smaller without the fan in it, and like you know, but it used don't to forget sound in like, between the elite and the red, there was yeah. the uh, uh, the elite, the red elite, which was a different one with a bigger yes, hard drive yeah. as well. And then they released they released it at the end of its like life yep. cycle. They had a third like total revision, total change. It's not, it's unfortunate, but this happens, and I bet you eventually we'll all own one of the new ones. It's going to happen. I just Rob, guarantee I, it. Yeah. I think I think the best thing to say to anybody who's listening, you know, if you own an Xbox One right now, you don't need to buy this. No. If you don't own an Xbox One right now, you, you need, need to, to buy this. Yeah, but if you're buy thinking about buying that controller anyway, you know, like if you're going to spend the 150 bucks on the controller, it, you yeah. can make that call anyway. Yeah. It's okay, definitely a good. It's bucks, definitely man. a good value. It's definitely a good value. I mean, yeah. you are oh, getting yeah. that beautiful so, controller. Moving on. It is on. aimed, yeah. it is oh. aimed at new. At new uh, sorry, Mike. It, it is no, no. aimed obviously at new. Uh, the new market of Xbox users. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so we beat this to death. Move on. We're just going to move on really quickly to uh, PlayStation had some uh, news come out today about um, the update 3.0, which is sounding like it's going to be a significant change to the the OS, or some new features are going to be added. The biggest one. Uh, that I think, uh, especially for us where we're, uh, you know, uh, a bunch of gamers um, and we like streaming video st- content, uh, being able to stream to YouTube gaming uh, live off your device, uh, that is a coup d'etat for Sony getting on board first or at least announcing first uh, that they're going to support that directly. So being able to stream, I mean, Twitch is a huge, huge community. Uh, but Google has made, has, has thrown the punch basically saying they're coming and they're coming hard at the gaming scene with an announcement at E3, a recent launch of YouTube gaming. From what I understand, it's a little convoluted in terms of uh, how you get it up and running. But I mean, if you're already, a, if you're already like a big time Twitch uh, streamer or a big time tuber, uh, YouTube gaming is a natural progression for you. It's for the up-and-comers, maybe like guys like us, when we decide that maybe, hey, we're going to sit down and record a, a live stream of us uh, gaming out on some Diablo or something along those lines. Uh, soon to be Battlefront. Yeah, soon to be Battlefront. You know, why not hit our core fans where they reside, which is on YouTube? And, uh, you know, instead of bringing them all the way over to Twitch and trying to bring them back and forth, uh, depending on the content that we're trying to deliver, I think... Uh, I think Microsoft needs to get on board, and they knew, need to do it like right now. What are you your know thoughts? Who re- can, will you will, will uh, YouTube Gaming? Do you think do you think they can? Uh... I think they're going to look to make partnerships with every single gaming company that's out there, regardless of oh, their affiliation. Yeah. For sure, that's, they're going to try to make this big, and Google knows that they're not going to alienate. That's why they run YouTube. I think as a separate entity to Google, it just has the Google algorithm algorithms for search built into it, and that's basically Google's extent and control so just just a quick note though because um now now that we've just mentioned i'm just going to mention this quickly and then we'll move on to the thoughts about this but to someone who's not a fan of this apparently is a uh, jimmy kimmel i have heard that's unreal. Guys, yeah right? like you're, you're right i i, I was jason had brought it up before we started shooting here and, and i'm glad you brought it up because honestly and, and i'm a fan of kimmel a lot of people aren't but i am and for those of you who uh 
who, who don't know, uh, Kimmel decided to make some comments regarding YouTube gaming uh, on one of his shows during his monologue, I believe. Uh, basically advising him in his opinion again people apparently are not allowed to have opinions uh, but his in his opinion he said I don't get it I don't understand why you would want to watch somebody video, play video games uh, in his opinion he thought it was stupid um, to which obviously comments started flooding in that basically were not nice toward him even members of his family uh, basically wishing hurtful harmful things on Jimmy Kimmel which he did address later on on his next show uh, it also had, at the time, had 52,000 dislikes. Now Jason's saying it's over 60,000. Um, the most disliked video on his channel, and he's put out thousands of videos, he says. Um, and he says, he's even said, he's like, you know what, maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I'm willing. He's like, if somebody wants to do it, invite me over. We'll watch video games yeah. together. You know, and, and kudos to him for having an opinion about it. I do think it's a little strange to a lot of these late night hosts have really found a new audience lately uh, in YouTube clips. And mm -hmm. I think the, that trail was blazed by The Daily Show years ago before they pulled their content. Agreed. Um, but most recently, I think Jimmy Fallon, uh, Jimmy Kill Kimmel, uh, there's a couple of other... Conan. Conan. Conan, huge. Gamer. Yeah, right? Like, isn't huge. It, isn't it weird that Jimmy Kimmel can go on and say... He thinks people watching people play video games is stupid, but Conan's clueless gamer whole bit yeah. is that it he doesn't funny. even fucking get gaming, yeah. and yet. But I think I think it, it's just the intent of <laughs> oh, the yeah, comments it's, it's, that it's were different. The way and he I think, does it. Like, yeah. Here's here's what I have to say to uh, Jimmy Kimmel and anybody who thinks this way. You sit at. Are you a sports fan? Do you sit at home and watch baseball? Is it much more fun to watch baseball when you're actually in a baseball stadium? So to me, watching people play video games is no Steve, different than me. Steve, he addressed that. That exact yeah, scenario. Someone that. said, he's like, well, why would I watch football instead of going to a football game? And he said himself, he's like, you know what? You're right. Watching football is stupid, and I'm an idiot. Exactly. And yeah. my buddies who are with me are also idiots. So that's yeah. why he said, he's like, maybe we'll give it yeah. a shot. Yeah. It's and no it's no different than me sitting down and watching a sports game. It's it's just old stereotypes coming Agreed. through. And, and it's kind of the thing that geeks like us – have had to deal with at some point in our lives. And thankfully, right now, geeks kind of rule. So, but again, we Jimmy have a Kimmel, voice. He has an opinion. Yeah. Fuck guys, relax. Yeah, Leave exactly. Him alone. Yeah. What were you going to say, Jason? That's the, that's the real takeaway is like, don't shit on him or his family. Yeah, or like, yeah that's just I, terrible. I, I don't, I don't want to get severely political, but this is no different than like Gamergate shit or anything like that. Like, it's when the community bands together to like mm -hmm. shit all over somebody, it makes us look. Terrible. Yeah, it, exactly. we look like assholes. Yeah, it fulfills the uh, the stereotype for well, sure. We're gonna we're gonna backtrack it a little bit to where this all started. We're gonna talk about you know YouTube gaming and Twitch, um, guys. I honestly think that, and a lot of people don't necessarily think this. I've been reading a few articles that uh, people don't really think that Google has anything like to really gain in this in this uh, world because you know Twitch pretty much owns the market. I say, watch out. Yeah. For sure, yeah. I think I think like, a, they've awoken a sleeping giant here, and well, that's going to just kind of come in and crush with their. But people don't really. It's Google. It doesn't matter who owns it. You like you so, said, they have no business doing it. it doesn't but, make a difference. Here's the crazy thing: isn't Twitch linked to your Google ID already? Isn't that one of the crazy things? They, somebody I think said they, yeah. that, didn't they? It's yeah. like really ridiculously easy to switch back to but, YouTube gaming. Yeah. So this is the thing: like they uh, t Twitch uses like the APK or API. Um, that allows you to use your credentials from Google to log in and create a, yeah. an account quickly. 
But what's really interesting, and here's where the difference I think is going to be, is uh, Google's going to bring some money to the table through, through advertising. Guaranteed. And Twitch doesn't really do that for you. You can definitely get your own sponsorships and things like that, like, you know, old school podcasting style. Uh, but they're not offering you money just to simply be on their platform. Unless you're, unless you're one of the really big ones creating, you know, AAA quality type stuff for them. But I think Google, uh, when you, when they're willing to give you part of their ad revenue, I mean, that's going to buy your gaming console. That's going to buy the cameras. That's going to buy the microphones. That's going to buy the airtime and the and the con- and the bandwidth and things like that. We need so, to get on this, guys. We need. And we, to- we, we would, <laughs> well, a lot of- boys, if I ever gave you a business idea, there it is, right there. I mean, I I like playing video games, and uh, if I can make money doing it, hell, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm and, in. Yeah. I mean, you you've already got. I mean, you've got some heavy hitters who have already trying to adopt this. I mean. Uh, uh, Philip DeFranco, for example, is already starting to adopt this into his Super Panic Frenzy um, video game channel. And, I mean, then you have people like PewDiePie, who has already made a truckload of money doing it just on YouTube. Probably somebody now, who consulted with about how do we do this? How do we make this a community? Oh, exactly. And, uh, so I think Google is righting some wrongs right now with, uh, with YouTube and uh, their Google Plus commenting system and things like that all taking a backseat and... Uh, It'll be interesting to see where they put the money right now. Yeah, yeah and I mean, any, and I mean, what I say to anybody: if you think that the biggest online streaming service cannot compete compete with something that just came out a few Gosh. years ago, Google, you Google think has the money again, to do whatever they, don't they like want. You, they'll buy you. It's basically well, that, and that's crazy. Remember when Google was going to buy Twitch, and then suddenly yeah. they're like, "Whoa, wait, change their uh, maybe we can do this ourselves." Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much, right? But we'd love to know what you guys' thoughts are. I mean, obviously, uh, are you a Twitch user? And if you are, would you ever contemplate switching over to uh, to YouTube gaming? Uh, either way, let us know. Yeah, let us know, guys. Uh, like I said, if you're watching this on YouTube, let us know down below. But guys, um, I, I can't really think of some uh, anything else that happened this week. You know, I've, I saw some cool trailers this week. Um, yeah, you know what? There was a there was definitely a lot of uh, there was a lot of content released this week, and I know this the you know our episode is a little bit all over the place, but sometimes you just need to get together and and you know geek out. Well, this is this is what it's about. Um, just quickly, uh, one trailer that I'll, I'll just geek out about right now. Some a movie that I'm really stoked to see is uh, the new adaptation of Macbeth. Um, if you guys haven't seen the trailer, it stars Michael no. Fassbender. It is done in uh, the old English, so the same style as Shakespeare did. Um, but me, I'm a big Shakespeare fan anyway, so I like seeing renditions of his books. But this one is really true to the source material in terms that it's not like Romeo and Juliet, Leonardo DiCaprio taking place in the modern world. It actually takes place in medieval, and it looks badass. But Romeo and Juliet, let's not kid ourselves, was actually a pretty solid fucking movie. It was a good it was, movie. It was well yes. done. It was never, very, never it's seen. Sort of, it's never actually seen pretty it. good. Uh, it's <laughs> actually a really good Plus, it's Fastbender, so it, like, it's got to be great. If we want to talk Shakespeare, I'm going to throw this out there. I've owned Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing for like two years, and I haven't watched it yet. I seen I seen in a store uh, Star Wars retold as Shakespeare. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll get uh, on some of that. Let's geek know. out about Shakespeare. Boys. There you go. Yeah. And just and just quickly on the the Star Wars front, we did get a small trailer. Fuck, are you kidding me right um, now? This you know, are you I'm kidding me right now? We almost made it. We almost this, made you know it. What? 
right here, Vader. Vader is my homeboy. Hey, right look, there. Up behind, look up behind yeah. me. But we did get a small yeah. snippet of a trailer that did show John Boyega holding Anakin Skywalker's <laughs> lightsaber. I yes. got the segue yeah. to bring in Vader. There it is. Vader is my homeboy. So, but yeah, guys, there's a, there's a lot of movies coming out in the fall. Um, you know, we've got uh, we got our first sneak peek. Speaking of Fastbender, we got our first sneak peek this past week of Fastbender dressed in his Assassin's Creed garb. And that's one thing I want to ask you guys. Um, I know you guys, I know the three of you guys aren't huge Assassin's Creed fans like I am. But he's putting a lot of effort into this movie from what I've been reading in a lot of articles. And uh, what's your guys' take on kind of like where video game movies are going to go cuz i mean with the success of comic book movies now it seems like you know video games have kind of been in the background a little bit yeah. i think if you, i think if you look at the assassins creed movie for example i'm pretty sure ubisoft is whispering in the director's ear what they need to do because they they said it's connected to their game universe yeah. uh, specifically um but it's it's interesting too borderlands announced a movie deal this this week yep. as well so it's like i don't know although i don't know how that's gonna translate no i mean that's just trap. that's a yeah <laughs> like, here's what's interesting video games are an interactive medium they need J.J. Abrams on it. Movies are not. Flare. And I think that's where it's hard to really translate that interactiveness over to the big screen. Um, it's it's really hard to fit a 14-hour game of story into a... Which has 14 different storylines running like, concurrently, you know? like here's a, here, I don't know. Here's what I'm going to say. Is fingers up our way of, like, segueing? <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna say I got because to say. I just I just saw I just saw that um, and and you guys are probably gonna know where I'm gonna go with this as soon as I say the name. Uh, Mortal Kombat. I just saw Blu-ray actually out in Walmart with the first two Mortal Kombat movies, and probably the greatest. I'm I'm gonna come out here and say the the greatest video game adaptation ever, which was the Mortal Kombat Legacy. Um, show that was released on YouTube. They actually have a three-pack, which is two movies and this show. To me... Gonna have to disagree with you, Steve. Oh. It was good. Legacy was good. Oh, I'm not no. saying it wasn't good, but to say it was the greatest ever? To me, it is To me, it is one of the greatest video game adaptations I'll give you the ever. greatest video game movie adaptation. I don't think... I'm, I'm also gonna say it. I don't think video games work as movies. I think they work no. better as television shows. What, well, what are you going to say, Steve or Jason? What are you going to say? Greatest, greatest video game move to movie adaptation. Didn't I we think. Have this like, conversation. Two weeks we ago? did. We did. Three weeks we're rehashing Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Well, mine's not an adaptation, but the greatest video game movie ever, Christopher. The Wizard. The Wizard. The first, Wizard. First the movie wizard. I ever saw in theaters. There you go. No lie. Gimme, 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 Jimmy. I could get I could get into a huge conversation We're about not what gonna. I find wrong about Silent Hill. We're not but, gonna uh, I will give you I will give you in order to it in recreating an atmosphere from a video game, yes, Silent Hill did it in spades. As big, for story big fan of Tomb Raider. The, the second one though, not so much, but the first the first The first Hill. one the first one definitely recreated the game itself perfectly. You, As for the story, I didn't like the fact that they changed a lot of the characters. And yes, I'm going to play this card. They changed a lot of characters to females, but they had the exact same story. Well, Silent so, Hill, the Silent Hill movie adapts like three of the games into one movie. So, but they did I, a good job of it. But I still think there. Mortal Kombat's Here, perfect. Here's here's a fun fact. Do you guys know which uh, video game movie actually has like the highest profitability, the highest box office return? Nope. 
Super Mario Brothers. That's what I was no. going to say. It starred it starred the wonderful Jake Gyllenhaal. Prince of Persia. I called Prince, it the other day. Prince of Prince Persia. Persia. Absolutely. Yeah, that was nice. probably hey, one of my favorite movies. Own. And Another Ubisoft good. movie. Yeah. See, I brought that up last time, and everyone was like, "Oh, I didn't even think of Prince of Persia." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Lastly, lastly, I just want to mention that epic, epic Halo Five trailer. Oh, the cinematic was unbelievable. I if missed. You haven't it, seen it? Pause our podcast. Go Man, watch it. Come watch back. It. I'm pausing right now. I'm out. You I'm out. <laughs> just leave. <laughs> but uh, but guys, this is uh, we're we're trying out this format now. So I hope you guys really like it. You know, leave us a comment down below on YouTube and when we post it up on Facebook and whatnot. But uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please give us a like because that does help us get money or from YouTube. Or give us two thousand dislikes so we have something to fucking talk about. Hey, or, or, yeah. two thousand dislikes. Give us that. That's something. It's something. Yes. But please like. Thousand people tried to watch it. Please like, share, subscribe, uh, leave us a comment down below if you think we're a bunch of assholes. If you think we're a bunch of great guys. If you like this format, if you don't like this format, any criticism is fine. Or if you but, just think uh, Steve's an asshole, just let us know. Or if you just think, or if you just think I'm an asshole. But uh, guys, thanks for geeking out with us again this week, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.